Danny. We're back, Danny. Are we back, EJ? We're back, we're back, we're back. The Rose is in the building as well. I'm drinking rose champagne. Why'd you have to blow me up? My rose champagne? I was talking about Rose the dog, though. Oh, uh, okay. We have a dog named Rosie, and I'm drinking rose uh, champagne. The Moet. The Moet. That's how you're doing it? Just cracked open that bottle right there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Some sipping some champagne. Courtesy of Sam. Sam ha Sam Han is in the house. I was calling him Sam Han. All this time I don't know who you are. Sam Han. I mean, if Sam Han wasn't here, I don't know that we'd be podcasting. Right now. <laughs> so if we're here, then Sam is. Sam takes it here. serious. Sam had uh, some kind of mic problems. He went to What's get a consultant, a viewpoint on it, to make sure. Perspective on things we'll to make sure that technical difficulties here on the podcast. Make sure that we got a little late start that we usually are. It's five twenty-five in the city of New York. Hey, babe. What's poppin'? I don't know, babe. Where do we begin? Jesus, I don't remember last time. This is number. Um, I'm trying to look at our website, which is WordPress website, just like Rap Radar. So it's funny. Like, yeah, I just want to know how early we was gonna get Rap Radar into no, the like podcast. <laughs> My rap radar passport, you know how you go on WordPress, you have your own ID. So it took me a minute to even figure out my Daniela WordPress ID, which just shows how trifling are. Last podcast we had was number 26, and I was all mad at um, Asher Roth about his Obama comments. Cool. And <laughs> that's how long ago it was. it was. Obama was winning Nobel Peace Prizes and stuff. We've come a long way since then. We got other issues now. And now we're in November. In the, uh, in the real world, all this I haven't really kept up with all this killing stuff and all this crazy stuff that's I going on in America. I, I'm scared. I don't even know none of that. Like you it's know, scary, I yeah. know about the psycho. Uh, Shout out to all the people in, in in Texas and really to anybody in the armed services in general dealing with that. Yeah. You know that mass shooting down at Fort Hood. Fort Hood. It's just really, really um, scary. I think there's still just a lot of questions about. Why? I mean, there's always questions about why whenever anybody does anything that um, I guess the only word you can use is crazy. But uh, there's a lot of questions because the guy was um, the guy was is I think he's still alive. The guy is uh, Muslim. So, oh, really? um, yeah. So it's just, um, you know, President Obama is advising everybody not to jump to conclusions about, you know, the whys of the situation. Yeah. Based on the fact that he was a Muslim, and it's um it's just really scary times, scary times that we live in. And then the um the other the other that nut job in Cleveland that was killing the women and burying the women, I was on the show with Angela mm -hmm. Angela Yee show the morning Shout after. Shout out to Angela Yee. Shade forty five. And you know you never know who like with that because it's national radio like you just don't know who you're reaching, bro. But this woman called. And claimed she was from that same area, and everybody knew like he was just a crazy. No, they said person. they've been saying all over the news and, that that and, was true. And the cops would never mess with him in the neighborhood, and he was just like real creepy, and and they pretty, everyone knew something bad was going on. Well, they and said finally, you, you know, something was up. You know, terrible. I mean, they said with the with the sex offenders, it's it's a fine line between letting people have their privacy, and then on the other hand, protecting the the community because you know some people believe that you want to give people like if, like if you're a sex offender then maybe you went to jail you served your time so maybe you deserve to have privacy about what happened to you mm -hmm. so that the whole neighborhood doesn't need to know but then there's other people that believe that the neighborhood should know if there is a sex offender. They could look it up uh, online. In their midst. They could know. I mean the mm. fact is is that all that stuff is public if you yeah, look it up. If you really look. But but, but if, if you don't you, know someone's name. But I mean, or, you know, yeah. there's situations where people have found out that there's a sex offender in their neighborhood, particularly a child uh, sex offender, and they'll just take a picture of, of that person and make copies and post it on all the telephone poles <laughs> like in the mailbox up and down and shit? in the block uh -huh. and say, like, this person at 1415 Jackson Street is a sex offender. Keep your child away. Make him move out. Yada, yada, yada. So people, you know, because... It's rough out here. It's funny when I think about stuff like that because when, you know, not to go always go back to when, you know, the thing when we were kids, but. <laughs> Watching we Romper kids, Room. Oh, I remember. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to tell you. about. You going to ask me about Romper Room? <laughs> no, because we started talking about, for some reason, oh, okay. when we were doing the mic check before we started, we started mentioning children's kids shows. Show. No, finish your first point first. Oh, no, we'll I'm get, we'll get saying, to Romper Room. Um, <laughs> I just remember that I had a lot of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Me you and believe my in freedom, babe. Speaking of I'm freedom. A, I'm, a <laughs> I'm a strong believer in freedom. Um, I don't like 
There's a Chains free agent of some sort. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Free agent. Because um, <laughs> you like freedom. I do like freedom. I always say that to Rose. Whenever Rose gets out of her little crate, I'm like, oh, yeah. Rose, you have your freedom. You yeah, have your you freedom, Rose. That. And you're heavy into slavery, as people that know the follow I'm the heavy podcast. Heavy into anti-slavery. And, but I mean, yes, you know I what I mean. mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on. <laughs> Holding on Kansas to, you know. Seriously does not believe in slavery at all. It's still an issue. Um, <laughs> no, I can't even, no, but I was just saying, like, and I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, but it, whether it was my parents or my grandparents or, and my great-grandparents, uh, I had them until I was in my 20s, and they helped raise us. But, man, me and my sister could go anywhere. And I'm talking about when I was, like, nine and seven. Like, just get on the bus. That's why you always call me, because my upbringing was the complete opposite. Elliot was yeah. a lockdown. Homeboy, as we used to say in California. You was a little homeboy. Homeboy? That's what we called it in California. Like, when somebody's parents raised them really close, and they couldn't go places. Oh, like, home, literally home like boy. Like, you're okay. home. Yeah, like, wow. he's a homeboy or a homegirl. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> so old. Me. That's, like, in the 70s. No. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we were, I, I mean, I used to live, for those people out from California, I used to live in West L.A., way out like Fairfax and Pico, which is literally about eight or nine, ten miles from the beach, Venice Beach or Santa Monica Beach. And I would be like 11 or 12, and my sister would be meaning like nine or eight or something. And we would literally ride our bikes to the beach, lock our bikes up at the beach, and just walk around all day at crazy ass sundown you Venice wasn't Beach. you didn't have to be home none of had that had to be home before it got dark yeah. was the rule and we just ride our bike back down olympic or wilshire or whatever we went out i rode my bus all over oakland as a child under the age of 10 by myself or with my sister who was younger than me and i don't know if things were so different back then in terms of child predators and stuff like that or if they just seemed different and mm-hmm. we were just lucky you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The same with the whole, not to be joking, but the whole wearing a helmet on when you're riding your bicycle. Yeah. Nobody was rocking helmets back in the day. No. <laughs> nobody was wearing. Oh, nobody's yeah. wearing seatbelts in cars? Yeah, Sam's but now, but see, then it goes to show you because. Yeah. Now you adamant about it. I'm adamant about it because I was in a really, really bad car, car accident, accident when yeah. I was 19. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, it's just scary times. I'm just going to stay in the house, I think. <laughs> That's that's how you're exercising your freedom. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Our freedom to stay in the house with Rose. What's going on at the Rap Radar, babe? What are we talking about, Rap Radar? What's going on at the Rap Radar, babe? I mean, we're doing fine. Doing, doing, doing okay. Coming together. Oh, now you want to be all quiet about it now? Yeah. When I'm when I'm bragging in my sleep. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, well, there's some there's some rap radar type questions. Are we going to questions Twitter. already? Well, I mean, Wait, you got touching your career situation real quick. Give us a little I, brief I status. I have no career, babe. <laughs> I, I live I live only for you, babe. That's uh, all. I live only for I you, did, babe. I decide to make you a kept woman, babe. I'm, That's just, just I'm just you're a kept woman, right? Is that the new I mean, thing? I don't know how kept I can be since we're married. I mean, you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> oh, that doesn't work that way, Dale. You're right. No, but I'm enjoying being a. Can um, be your sugar daddy. I can't even be that, right? Well, you can age. be. You was kind of my sugar daddy last night, taking me to the Cavs and the Knicks. I we did go to Cavs this game. That was fun. We, we missed the Rihanna interview, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were, all, I was we were talking about that all. The Knicks get whooped. The Knicks are terrible. Terrible. I mean, the, the Knicks aren't even. It's like a CBA team. It's not even that they're terrible. There's nothing to believe not, in because is is David Lee. Pretty much, and Nate Robinson when he's out there and he's yeah, hurt. But Nate's so injured, yeah. and Nate and David Lee are like the good six men on a good team. Like they're not even like they're borderline starters in the league, and they're like spark plugs. Right. But they're like our stars, like the ones that we're invested in. Like I can't get into the Al Harrington and mess. Nothing. No, not even no, that. We don't. Marbury's no. gone now, so we can't even get into the soap opera. No, Marbury Mm-mm. first game showed up in the wrong seat and they kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> I told Jay, like, when Jay goes to the bathroom, Marbury's going to come back and sneak in his seat. You know? No, the highlight was that, you know, um, Jay-Z spent the day hanging out with the Yankees all day. So all of them came to the game, A-Rod, uh, CC, Sabathia, all that. So, you know, th- it was great to be part of the Garden that night. They came out, they got their just dues, being the world champs, and, you know. So everything was about everything other than the Knicks, like LeBron, Jay-Z, the Yankees. 
you know, they're like a whack team now that you go there to watch the other team. Boston's in town. Let's go to the Knicks game. You that's know? probably the next Kobe's time. in town. That's Let's probably, go to the Knicks game. Okay, I'm not trying to see Kobe. And I got tickets the day of the event. Let's not, and I paid for my tickets because I don't know how to get no freebies. I don't know how to accept anything. So, But my thing is I was able to even get tickets, good seats the day of the game. Seats. That just shows you. Back in the day, I couldn't have pulled that off. I went yeah. up to certain ticket exchange things. There was like 350 tickets available. The yeah. day of the event, and this is LeBron in town, so it shows you. And I paid a lot less than I would a, a year or two ago too, even the Larry Brown ever. So people are getting fed up, as, as DJ Khaled would say. Yeah, so. It was <laughs> you couldn't even find like a rhythm to watch the there game. There was no rhythm to the game, it's, yeah. And it, it looked and like they only lost by nine in the end, but the game was way worse than that. The way it was going, yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was bad. And Kevin Rudolph from Cash Money, he got booed unmercifully. That was, that was incredible. OJ the Juice Man thinks he got it bad. This guy, he got bodied. And I was like, why are they booing him? Like, he wasn't that bad. Like, he, was, he wasn't great, but he wasn't noticeably so bad that you just had to go crazy and boot him. And I was like. But yet the Nick City kids get a standing ovation. <laughs> they get it bad. The hell? I felt like it was the transference of the anger. Any other kind of entertainment at a game? You, hate the, child, you hate the child entertainment when I they hate, just make I you out there. Chi- I hate child entertainment. It's like horses. You don't, don't like, like horses it. and all that. I don't. I just don't feel care. kids should be working <laughs> at a basketball game at nine o'clock at night. I just feel like kids should be standing up, standing off law. to the side, going, "Oh my God, little Jimmy's really." I'm like, that child needs to be home doing something. Maybe <laughs> Go do some having work. glitter on her face, dancing for the whole crowd. I, yeah, I don't like all of that. Even when they do the little contest, they got to put their little suit on, their little uniform, and walk around one shoe on. I don't on like who gets any the basket in first. I don't that. like any entertainment. <laughs> That's nothing. I don't like any entertainment at the game other than the national anthem and the game itself. I hate the drummers that come out and play on buckets in the middle of the yeah, game. Yeah, you was hating on the drums. So joke. Like, he didn't get booed. He was like, he didn't get booed. Get on the trampolines and do right, basketball right, right, right. dunks and stuff during the timeouts. <laughs> I'm like. I'm good for 30 seconds with no entertainment. <laughs> and if it's a TV timeout, I'm good for, you know what I'm saying, two minutes. Right. I'm fine. It's a yeah. mess. Yeah, it was. It I was can't stand the Knicks. You know, I'm Celtics so all was, day anyway. Well, I guess we'll have to go to the Knicks soon. The Celtics. I think Celtics are in town soon. I got to look at the schedule. But Let me tell you something. If we don't go to that Knicks, Then I'm going to all the cool game. points I got yesterday. What about my spontaneity? We weren't even going to go to the game. Was a lot of good spontaneity. I hit you up. How long does that last, though? Do you get a week for that? Like a week of I mean, if you're friendship your disposition, us? I don't know right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should. I think I should at least coast into the weekend, coast into Monday morning. <laughs> should be cool in the game right you. now. You know that Hasn't I'm even not been a 24-hour period thing, yet. I'm not even, seriously, I love uh, you for taking me to the game, but let's be honest. Choosing to go to a Cavs game, that's all for Elliot. Choosing going to a Celtics game is all for Danny. Yeah, but it was an event. The Yankees, Jays, the event. No, it was. It wasn't. It was History. Because you, know you know who my new boo is, seriously. Who's your new no boo? No disrespect to you. You know I love you. You my name. Oh, boy. Cece I, is a badass. You like Cece? He's a big boy. Yes. Oh, yes. And he's got swag. He's just, I know people hate that word swag, but he has it. <laughs> CC? I'm feeling CC right now. Uh, no, what, what is, is it? it? Please, Sam, please crush it. Is it? You like that? You'd be like, I'll go by your government. Mama, this is Charles Carlton. He played baseball. Okay, so let me give you a Twitter question. All right. Everyone's excited about my lemon chocolate chip pound cake that I made for Sam to say thank you, Sam, for always doing for the podcast. For sticking with us as we're trifling and don't do our podcast are. consistently. We appreciate it. Hey, we're still better than Juan Epstein with that. God damn it. Better. Not in terms of, you know, you know what I mean. I'm just saying. Oh, please, Juan Epstein has a consistency. Deal, so ahead. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> okay, let's keep it moving. Okay, wait a second. There was yeah. something in here about. Oh, everybody's mad at me because I said Sexy Can I is quietly one of the best songs for the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> Ray J? Ray Some J. people agree with me, though. Some people agree with me. At least you don't watch the Ray J uh, the TV, TV I shows. Can't do, I can't do, you know I can't do all those reality shows, babe. Once you got out of the reality show business, babe, I left it alone. There's so many shows, and they don't really have any real buzz. It's just weird. I mean, I know Ray J yeah, gets good ratings. I'm not really even watching so Top many. Chef the way I used to. I don't watch any TV anymore. Now that I work online, I, I don't know what's going on. Anybody on Twitter knows Dane Dan. I'd be jealous. Like somebody will tweet like watching a Cosby special on PBS. I'd be like, I'm not near a TV. I'd watch that. Oh, you did? Was it good? 
Watching what? Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm, I got people copying me. I'm repping hip hop. We're going against the cause. You're not feeling that Cosnerati project? You're not feeling that? Okay, babe. Okay, babe. Here's a question. All right, babe. Courtesy of Don't shout out s- to Eric Dondiva. Uh huh. Our favorite. Our favorite shout out. Yeah. Will 50 Cent and his role in hip hop and how he does business surpass Jay Z's relevance? <laughs> no, well, I think that we always said that. The thing is, I think 50 looks at his competition as Jay-Z and Puffy because they're like the blueprint of hip-hop success and, and, and richness and longevity. And, you know, he quietly makes those moves. He's a brand himself. He's, you know, he's a business businessman. I'm a business. I'm a business, not a businessman. You know, that's uh-huh. what he is. And I think 50's on that same path. The question is, how does 50 transfer... Is he like more the Jay-Z model where he's going to keep doing music, you know, which a lot of it he likes to do. He calls aggressive content and keep putting out music. And outside of that, be on Rachel Ray's show and do all these things and, and sell cologne. Or is he going to be more of a puffy who isn't – his interest isn't oh, isn't um, carried by the music. His interest know. is the business that he does for the culture and the way he moves. Because the thing about 50 is that the people that still ride for 50 that love his music, blah, blah, blah. Even if they even if they don't love him as much as they used to love him, they still are entertained by him. They love his interviews, they love his personality, they love his charisma, they love think he's funny, even when he's being evil, like he's really charismatic. So there's a there's this and the way he built his website, you know, this is fifty, obviously, was a pioneering move in terms of artists, you know, empowering themselves in new media. So he's shown a puffy like ability to stay relevant outside of the music, where with Jay, the music's always kind of still been the anchor. Jay's whole thing is to be the best artist ever and be bigger than Biggie and Pac. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, if 50 got the checks as big as one than Jay and Puffy, he'd be happy at the end of the day. You know, because I think he wants it more so. To me, he's transitioned his model more about being, keeping his edge no matter how successful he gets. It's because he used to be in a world where it was all about he sold 10 million records or this many million records and nobody did. He probably can't sell out in this climate now. So his whole thing now is that even though I keep making all these moves and I made all this money on vitamin water and I'm a millionaire hand over fist eight million times, I'm still the crazy nigga from Southside, Jamaica, Queens. I still got my edge. And those realities that I grew up with are still in me. So don't F with me. So, you know, I think in that case, you know, they're, they're playing on another level of a league. And, you know, I say Jay, say, Jay says the brackets and, the, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a Jay Puffy 50 league where they want to be – successful in the culture and uh, and constants in the culture. You know, I think that's where the competition lies. So can he surpass Jay? I mean, it'll be a challenge. I think right now Jay and Puffy are above him in that field, but a lot of that is because of age, because of accomplishment, because of, you know, X, Y, Z. So, you know, I think that those are people that 50 looks to that he recognizes they're above him in a lot of ways and he wants to compete and eventually overtake them. So you're saying the coin is in the air, babe? Yeah, coin is in the air. But I think that what you've seen with 50 is a subtle transition of him showing that there's other ways to be important and impactful in the culture other than hit records and selling millions of records because the model's changed. And I think more than most artists, he's adapted to that. Jay's adapted well, too. You know, people ask, why is Jay-Z, you know, everything's about Jay-Z's on tour. He signed the Live Nation. That's what his, his job is. He's earning his keep. He's earning the paid the paid, the, the tremendous deal that he got to go over there. His job is to go out there and entertain and generate money with his business partners in Live Nation to do that. Why is the GZJ tour not coming to New York? Oh, there's no New York date? What's They'll get a that? New York date in there. It's probably haven't booked it yet. It's probably not solid yet. They'll get a date in there. Oh. It's not on, It's not on the dates yet? I didn't I'm even feel, look. I'm not feeling that. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get on a plane? I mean, I'm... I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I think there's one right now in D.C. That is your show, though, quietly. Jeezy and Jay-Z. Quietly. Loudly. That's my show. What? I haven't, and also, you know, I have never seen (laughs) Young Jeezy live. It's not that great. I mean, I love, (laughs) I saw Larry David when I said that. Not that great. Eh, eh. He's good. He's good. He's not that great. No, no, he's he's okay. I told you, he got screwed. He's okay. He got screwed because of what I told you. Remember we talked about this the other day? Every... Can I tell Sam my theory? The light theory? The light theory is hurt. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) The light theory is like, (laughs) I went to the America's Most Wanted show, which is the Lil Wayne tour. Soldier Boy's opening, Jeezy, and then I guess Wayne. Or maybe it was one after four. That was the order. 
So my thing is Jeezy Jeezy to me is 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 he's not a, he's he's a headliner in a smaller bill and he's second to the top headliner career wise. If he goes on a roll with a Jay Z or Fifty Cent or Kanye, he's number two. But other than that, he's a headliner. But anyway, you want to feel he's presented in a great light. And literally, it's weird to me when you're doing an outdoor show and somebody who's a big star comes out and the lights are still on. The sun's still out. Like, darkness has to come down. Or else it doesn't feel real. Like, it doesn't feel magnetic. The lights are down, blah, blah. So Jeezy's whole set was kind of hurt because it was like the lights is on. And then as he's getting deeper in the set, it starts getting darker. And then as it gets darker, like, by the time it gets to the atmosphere that he needed, then he's, yeah. he's, almost, he's almost on the way out. And then there's like an hour break before Wayne and his crew come out. So, you know, I think Jeezy in the right environment, yeah, but I feel like he's still got a ways to go and polish his live show. But Jeezy in the you know right I'm a big Jeezy fan simply of. simply means Danny Dan is an audience. <coughs> no, we, no you, you're, you're, uh, you are a liar, Miss Smith. Am I, babe? Because a liar. you saw Jeezy live at a show, and I was with you. We saw Jeezy at a club in New York. When? When you was in Vibe with your staff. We were right there. Yeah, but he didn't perform. Yes, he did. No, did he did a catalog didn't. of hits. Are you talking about? Yes, Young Jeezy. Your staff was there. Oh, you're they talking were rocking about, with him. Oh, it was at the. Um, he was doing hurt medleys and all his oh, shit. Trapper yeah. of the year, what all that, that shit. What was that? It was a show he did in New York. No, but what what <laughs> place was that? Oh, uh, fuck what? Blended Theater. Blender yeah. Theater. I did see him live, and you know what? He was good. He was off the hook. He's good to me right now. Jeezy, Jeezy in yeah. a small club with devotees and about a couple thousand people kills it. But in an arena show where he's not being presented in his status, then it's so it'll be interesting with the Jay thing. But I think you know, like, Jay don't really do a lot of outdoor shows or whatever, whatever type of thing. So I think it'll, it'll be fine for him. Plus, are they him and Jay do, have a real connection. All I want to know is, are they going to do put on for my? That's all on. I want to know. People forget how does put on, how does uh, Jay's verse and um, put on. People forget because they're so into Empire State of Mind. But that's actually the song where he showed love to the Yankees the most. Cause he's like, I won. Let, when you bury me, you don't me, want me to quote you. No, I know. Go ahead, baby. Do the line I, for I'm the people. Gonna, I'm not gonna rap it. Come on, baby. We have to do it. Yeah, you love it. It's the perfect no, timing. I'm good, babe. I'm don't really, do the I'm whole good. song. Just <laughs> do the last line, babe. What is Jay Z's wish, babe? What's going on with his wish? If he has one last wish to put his Yankee hat on, babe, that's what he says. <laughs> Why are you? Even as long as you you've known uh, me since like '96, we've been together since. I, I never give up the game. Longer than '96. Why? You're really off right now. What are you talking about? I met you in '94. And <laughs> that goes back to you. <laughs> okay, so I've known you since 94. Is it 94? We've been dating since. Right? I never like to attach a hard day to it. We've been married for almost five years. For all the hot fellas out there? <laughs> no, because you never know who you were still dating when you and I were first oh, dating. On me? The yes. onus is on me? The onus is way on you. So uh, why are you still amazed if I happen to know a lyric by heart? Why? Why can't I know Am lyrics by Yes. No, I'm just You know what's funny about her with the put on thing? It's that I think it was DJ EMI, and if it's not him, I, I apologize. You know, obviously, the song came out put on. It's Danny Dan's favorite joint. I think with one of our first podcasts, we said it was like mm -hmm. best song of that year next to Flow Rider or whatever. So um, I saw those quote marks around Flow Rider. I saw those air quotes. <laughs> they didn't see that in I saw podcast those air quotes. Land. I saw those air quotes. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's a version with Kanye, the original, which is great. And there's a mix of J-Wiz, which is also incredible. So the, the EMI guy, one of the DJs, you know how to do certain custom blends. He did a mix and he put Jay's verse second. He put Jeezy's remix verse, Jay's verse second, and Kanye's verse third and called it the Rockefeller remix. That's the only version Danielle knows. So in her yeah, mind, that's version. how the song happened. <laughs> Jeezy, Jay, and Kanye like got a studio together. and knocked yeah. it out. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the record. And is there anything so wrong that's with that? what's funny about it. The way you be playing, and you, and you only want that version to the point that I had to take all the other versions off your iPod. Version, maybe that. Can you imagine? And you know, I don't even necessarily ride with Kanye like that. But can you imagine if? Can you imagine when Jay and Jeezy are on tour, and then Kanye comes out and are does this Chicago? verse? Are they in Chicago? Oh special. my God! It's gonna be the Chicago, New York, or LA, it's got, or Atlanta. It's gotta be a major city. Just like my other dream is. No disrespect to. Alicia Keys, but the time when Jay is on tour mm -hmm. and Beyonce comes out and does the chorus for Empire State of Mind. That's oh, what you want, babe? Babe, I can't wait. I'm going to be cool. BK's from Texas. Come on. She's going to do it. Just like when we went to the, <laughs> what? what oh, that's why you're spoiled. Yeah. Because let me set it up. So we went to the Reasonable Doubt show. You heard about the Reasonable Doubt show? At 
Radio City. Remember when he did the show? Jay-Z did a sh- he has so many great moments, Sam. You can't even keep up. Yeah. This crazy guy. <laughs> no, but he did the, like the 10th anniversary Reasonable Doubt. Oh, yeah. So, so he did a show on Radio that was City. 2003 to 2004. Did the whole album. Right, yeah. But the idea, Quest Love came up with the idea. What we should do is do the album in reverse. Right. Start with the last song, go all the way to the first, which is different. Yeah. So it came off real great. So the last song then is Can't Knock the Hustle. Right. So everybody's like, okay, we've seen him do Can't Knock the Hustle with Mary like 8 million times. It's going to be great. Here comes Mary. And what happens, babe? Seriously, it was too, it was too <laughs> much for me. That's the thing about me. I've been to so many concerts in my life. It's just uncountable. As Elliot gets tired of me always babe, saying, I think the podcast people are real clear. Of your superiority in a live but my show point attendance. Is, I'm not jaded, okay? Because when I was there, uh, first of all, that was a hot day for us when you took me to that. That was early on yeah. in our situation. Were we engaged yet? I don't even think we were engaged. And it was rare that I would bring you around the XXL folks, too. So that was always kind of a big deal. Like, he's bringing Danielle. Da-da. It really wasn't. But it in was. Any case, <laughs> <laughs> but in any we were case, always real sensitive about. Coming around each other around our staffs. Yeah, well, that's our true. Staffs. That's true. That's true. That was yeah. a, another century, though. Or so if I got time. clearance to be around the vibe staff, what I, was I like, remember I had is I had that, that purple dress that then I didn't wear again until I was just at shout out to Sean at Sean's wedding. Wait, wait, um, what? Which dress? I wore the dress that I wore. This is real, super interesting. Uh, not, but I wore the address to that concert that I didn't wear again until we just went to Sean's wedding. Oh, to wedding. Fantasy's wedding? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, sister's weight goes, you know, up Shout down around Fantasy. the block. How's that marriage thing popping? Yes, How's that? How you sure. doing with that, son? Yeah, Finn's doing good with all that. Yeah. Um, no, but we're <laughs> sitting there, and then the I talk to the fellas. How that marriage thing going? Everything oh, good okay. with that? That's what you say to people? How's it popping, son? You marriage thing That's strong? That's exciting. That's real exciting. Like that no, but we're there, and it was, oh, it was a great night. Do you remember <laughs> what a great night that was? It's kind of a blur. I'm like, Sam, I really don't know. Jay does so many things, I can't even no, keep it wasn't, up. It wasn't just the fact that it was Jay-Z, because I wasn't, I never, I don't and even know. And you didn't know Reasonable had, Doubt. Yes, that wasn't your never hustler's to, manual. I had never <laughs> listened to Reasonable Doubt as a whole album ever in my life. Yeah. So to me, all the songs, most of them, you thought that was, was the brand sequence. new. I thought it was, I didn't know. Catch me in thoughts is a great way to stop the record. <laughs> no I regrets. Just, I was just having a good time. I was like, oh, Jay-Z is a good MC. Wow, this is incredible. Um, Sauce Money looks great. <laughs> no, because remember he did 44 fours and everything. It was amazing. He did 44 and fours. And I didn't even know about 22 yeah. too, so it was yeah. all good for me. <laughs> you heard 44 fours when you heard 22 I stills. did. I did. I'm not ashamed to give that's up. True. But my whole point is, so we're sitting there. It's getting to the end. It was great. And but I at least knew about the song with Mary. Now I did at least know about yeah, that song. Can't knock okay, so I'm just waiting for Mary to come out because I'm a Mary fan. Obviously. Everyone's waiting. Like, Everyone's okay, it makes Mary. sense. He's gonna end it with Mary. Da-da, and she walks. Beyonce walked out. <laughs> and I'm not even riding for like I like Beyonce, but I'm not like OMG Beyonce every time I see Beyonce. Yeah. But it was just such a stunner. Yeah, she and looked the good gown, too. Yeah. Please, she was good. killing it. She look was good. Look good, please. Yeah, yeah. She she's eloquent. That's the thing. Elegant, she eloquent, this, everything. Her hair was like pulled back, and she sang that part. She blew it. The yeah. crowd, and it was an industry crowd, be clear. Yeah. I don't know who really was in it was there real who selective. bought tickets. It was selective. But yeah. it was a super industry crowd, and which is notoriously hard to right. get people off their feet, you know, off yeah, their seats okay. or whatever. And yes. the crowd Seated too, went yeah. wild. Yeah. Me, we didn't see it coming. None of us saw it coming. Well, Coming now, of course, I'm always like, I'm wondering if he's gonna bring me now. You're like, do Empire with me, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see that. And if it happens and I'm not there, you better have it up at the rap radar, is all I'm saying. With the quickness, I'll try, babe. I'll try. Do you have another question, babe? What's going on with that? Oh, you want another question? Let's do that. Oh, that question is okay. Wait, no, that was Eric, right? Yeah, that was Eric. Thank you. Okay, wait a second. Play some music or something. Have a personality. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. There was a big question <laughs> about. We know what to do. It just Matt goes Rusty. right back to um, what's called, I think. Oh, should we talk about Chris and Rihanna? We haven't really talked about that. I mean, we can. I, I feel like we've been killing it around the Did house. Anybody ask us to talk about, about it? No. No one asked us. Then we don't talk about it then. What do you think, Sam? We're only allowed to talk about things that people talk about. You think we should? Yeah, you know, that's the point I'm trying to make. My thing is, it's funny to me that here's what I think gets lost. And we talked about this a little earlier when we were walking down the street. This incident happened after the Clive Davis party, which me and Danielle were at. 
This is the ultimate pre-Grammy celebration. Clive comes out. He's got Paul McCartney out there. He's calling in favors. He's saying, everybody, you know, this is the last time I'm doing it. Da, da, da. Yeah, that's what he says. I don't think he's going to do it next year. So this is the lingering thing. So <clears throat> we saw them. Like everybody else. Cuckoo, lovey-dovey. It's the big event. The Grammys are tomorrow. This is the year we finally actually go out to the Grammys. We're out there. So that's my thing is there's extra significance that this blow up, this incident happened that night. And then the next day with the Grammys, are they there, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I think, remember I think being that, get, I that gets lost. Grammys, right. you know? And shout out to Joe Levy at, where's Joe now? Where does Joe work? Maxim? Maxim. Yeah, yeah. I see a Maxim. Shout out to Joe Levy at Maxim. At the time, he was at Blender. Blender yep. And He um, got us in, right? Yeah, so we got us extra tickets or something? If I sentence on this podcast, oh. I promise you I would be your friend. <laughs> Shout out to Joe because he was at Blender at that time, and he he got us tickets and he got us good seats. Yep. And he was just a little bit down further in front of us at Staples Center. Was it Staples? It was at Staples Center. Yeah. And hard time getting the flip cam in. Yes. Yeah, that was a whole other story. I was trying to get mad flip cams in and stuff like that. Um, No, but I just remember at every commercial, you know, every TV timeout or whatever. Joe would come up to where Ellen and I were sitting, like three rows up from him, and it would—it was just a conversation among everybody, like, "OMG, what happened? Like, what? Are, Are you hearing here? that Chris and Rihanna? Are you hearing that Chris B. Rihanna? Yeah. Remember the first thing was like, were they? Uh, everyone was saying Chris and Rihanna went in a car accident. Yeah, that was the first. That thing. was the first thing that everybody was yeah, saying. Yeah, that, that was the first. That was the first. Shout out to the dryer. Shout out to the dryer. Dryer's in the house. But um. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, yeah, I but, don't really feel but like Rihanna, talking about. It, but I'm just, I'm just. But I, I'm Rihanna, glad she spoke her piece. But my thing is, Rihanna finally speaking. It's like I think people, I, I think people's I viewpoint now it. because we've been so exhausted by the story that happened in February. People's viewpoint is, to me overall, is that we're disappointed in Chris because he's had he's creating all these opportunities media wise to explain himself to try to repair his image, and he's failing. He doesn't know the right things to say. He he doesn't know how to present himself He's properly. He comes off as a little brat that got caught, and he He's thinks somebody should have pulled him to the side and helped him. And So even when he apologizes or he shows sincerity, because I think he is sorry. I'm not saying he doesn't. I don't think he believes what he did was right. But the problem is, as he explains that he understands that what he did was wrong, he then lashes out about how people have turned on him, how they're not showing him ample support. He just he making himself the victim. He can't just accept that his image has been forever damaged. That's the part of him that I think he can't accept. You know, and then Rihanna, I think, surprised a lot of us that, you know, you could say she was media trained and Chris was media trained too, whether they follow it or not. She comes off very strong, very articulate, very reflective, very insightful. So therefore the skeptical people say she sounds too rehearsed. She's spinning it her way. She did something to provoke it. We're missing something. It couldn't have just been a little text. This and like, what do we? What don't we know? There's something missing. I mean, we're not going to. So know, I think that we're not going to know yeah. everything that happened between two people. And and it's clear based on what I've seen and what Chris Brown has said that he doesn't want people. He to doesn't know. want to talk about this. Um, so all we know, get is Rihanna's account. Yeah, I mean, it's not even just that. It's just you're never going to know what happens between two people, even if both of them sat up and gave you a minute by minute replay of everything that happened that night. You still don't know what goes on between two people. And what the history was of that particular text, what the history is between those two kids, as I keep referring to them as. Yeah, they come off more. You always said that from the beginning. You said that, Elliot, you're dealing with, it's like if Steven and his girlfriend had a fight. Yeah, These are young kids. Together. And yes. I never I never really bought that. But, but hearing Chris talk more and more and do interviews and hearing Rihanna speak, even though Rihanna is like the classic thing, it's like. She's a young girl, but she's way more mature than he is. Like, young girls mature faster than boys. They do. So she carries herself a certain way, but she's still a little girl. I love him. I'm not in love with him. I've never been in love. You know, I still love him. But, like, you know, she's like a girl, like a little girl. And he's a little boy. And, like, they both are, like, used to being in the spotlight, are used to being famous and on top of things, and are both uncomfortable with all the pressure that's come with their incident becoming this national story. Rihanna, to me, is just as angry or just as, as uh, upset about the picture coming out of her being beat up 
than the incident. You know what I mean? Because of the shame of that and the intention that she now has. And Chris, the same thing. So it's like, you know, they're in the spotlight. So I think, you know, I think people now at a certain point, as, as, as dragging as it is, I think we're starting to get our closure, even though we'll never fully understand. And again, it's always this side, that side, and the third side, which is the truth. I'm happy she's then, spoke. I'm it, happy she yeah. spoke. I'm happy it she then's going to come back to the music. And I'm I think, she spoke and I think because yeah. regardless, the f- she can have whatever shame she wants to have about that picture. And Lord knows, God forbid, if it was me, obviously not in this situation, but just period. No. Um, that would be a huge part of the whole situation. It's like a it's like a public yeah. shaming. Exactly. Um, and it's uh, that you're not in control of. You didn't choose to share that. Yeah. It's a public shaming, and yeah. it's it's it's. It's as I say, it, it adds insult to injury. Yep. And um, you know, for me, it's just hard to see. Just um, it's hard to see both of them. It's hard to see Chris, who clearly just has been raised like one of these um, athletes that, that that get raised from when they're seven years old to be like you're uh, special, you're, you're smart, special, you're talented, you're smart, and, yeah. and you get every you know you get everything you want, and and you're rarely told you're wrong about anything and and it is it's it's heartbreaking to to see but but not enough that I feel sorry for him because um one thing I believe about men is um they know their own strength um I haven't known too many men whether I've been related to them or dated them or or anything like that that aren't real comfortable with knowing what they can and cannot do um, with their body. Like, Sam, I'm sure you know what you can lift and not lift. I'm sure. You know I mean? Hey, now. Yeah. Don't you underestimate Sam. Elliot, I'm sure. I mean. He's in the gym with Jim Jones, man. And Elliot is well aware. Elliot breaks anything that he touches because he's, he just is heavy-handed. Have the strength handed. of 10 men. He's heavy-handed. Um, no, but all BS aside, it's like. You, you know, know he, yeah. You know what you're capable of. He knows damn yeah, well what his yeah. own strength is. And, yeah. um. And you know he beat that girl up. It's just no, I don't, I don't care. He he beat that girl up, and and that is uh, to call my mother is is uh, to use one of my mother's words. I should say that's just trifling just and low a, down. It's not acceptable. And the bottom line from hearing the story to me, my account was she needs to be out of that car. He needs to kick her out the car, or she needs to get up out the car. It's like. He he's entrapping her, her in a situation and beating her up and she's in the car and blah, blah. It's like at a certain point, and I always said this and I had to talk with Daniel. always used to always say this the way she was raised and I talked to Crystal about to make sure that the next generation is and I just want to say to the women out there not to be like on some bullshit, but you always got to be prepared as a woman to have some money on you, to have your phone, to be in contact. You driving with a crazy nigga in the car, you got to be prepared. You get tossed in the road. Whenever you're in the car with somebody, a crazy cab driver, you got to be prepared or whatever you're in that you may have to get out the car and be where you don't know where you're at and get your I life mean, together. I definitely you was have to be prepared. Like, my, you have to be prepared. My mother used to, like, when I used to, you know, back when I was um, a teenager, we used to go out on dates. And um, so boys used to come pick you up, pick me up. So even though back then it was always, I can't believe I'm old enough that this is, is, is seems like I got to explain it, but the boys would actually <laughs> pay for the evening. And, um... You know, I'd be leaving the house, and my mother would always give me twenty dollars, and I would be happy. Like, <laughs> all right, I came this. up, I'm I came up, up. and she said, "Unless you have to take a cab home from somewhere, give me my twenty dollars back when you get home." Emergency her money. Because thing is just emergency money. Back then, and in the old days, they probably gave you a quarter just so you called damn payphone. Where is that? Make sure you have a quarter. My mother would give me a fucking nineteen forties, fifties. Twenty dollars in nineteen eighties. That's insane. You like a lot of money. I said, a nigga got you stranded I, in another I city. So like, <laughs> like I could buy myself an outfit. <laughs> but no, it's just it's hard to see um, Rihanna, and also because this is the thing I think people forget too is that you know that's. That doesn't really ever leave you, that yeah. that happened to you. And I'm one of those people that, like Elliot, doesn't believe that this was the first time, that it was the worst time. Oh, but, yeah, of um, course. Well, she kind of made that the big thing I saw, you know. That it stays with you. Anyone who's listening to this right now knows that if you have ever gotten your ass beat, that is not something that you are forgetting about. Mm-hmm. You can heal from it. You can even possibly... Forgive the person that did it, 
but are you forgetting that feeling? One, the pain, two, the embarrassment, three, just the amazement that it's happening. Four, you don't wake up okay from that. Your days of swelling or bleeding or people saying, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Is everything wrong with you? The embarrassment of it. Like, you don't forget the just the, the it's horrifying. No, in a lot of ways, it's unforgivable. But I guess the best thing, though, is that because Chris Brown's such a public figure, it's almost like he has to deal with the angst of America, you know, turning their back on him or treating him with shade or treating him fucked up because we know that he did it. Now, that's not as worse as whatever. And that's the thing, too. It's like, whatever you get to Rihanna, she was the victim. She has the right to, like, she drew him under the bus. She has that right. She's the one who got to ask me. Like, what is she supposed to do at the end of the day? Lie and protect him? At the end of the day, his anger, his violence... Is the biggest is the biggest problem is the biggest sin and that's how the the perspective is and it's it is it he she there's something she's gonna live with and he has to understand there's something that he's gonna live with and he can't accept the fact that it's affected his life and his career and everything you know but outside of that the other part I think that gets lost too to me is that <clears throat> to me I look at Chris Brown as an artist like outside of that I I like I like um. Chris Brown's music on a new album. I think that Transform video is incredible. You know, you take everything personal aside and you just look at the music and you look at the videos. I think Chris' music is really strong. The two songs he has out. The video is incredible. I like Russian Roulette. It's been kind of a mixed report. I don't like the other song, the Wait Your Turn song, but I like the song she has with Jeezy. I haven't seen the video yet. The song she and has I feel with like Jeezy is incredible. The song she has with Jeezy is hot. And the reality comes in, though, was I think people don't understand is that I feel like Rihanna's getting a lot of backlash a lot of times in the black community. But I feel like in some ways, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, like your opinion. To me, it's like Chris is more of a traditional kind of black artist in a lot of ways. And Rihanna's a little bit more of a pop artist by the kind of music that, yeah. by the kind of music that, she, that, she, that they make. So I think that also affects the perception of the, of the African-American community and how people look at things. Because I feel like they, they want, we want Chris to be our darling and the cute boy, and he's our little Michael Jackson, and he's this person. So I think that Rihanna's getting a lot of skepticism because also the fact that she's not an African-American because she's, um, oh, it's Bajan, how you say it? She's from Barbados? Yeah. Barbados. Yeah. Uh -huh. She's Bajan. You know, she talks with an accent. It's harder to relate. It's not like Sister Girl from the South. I'm so I think that... You. I hadn't quite thought about it like that before. No, no, but listen, I'm saying. No, I'm not. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. But my point is that I feel like she, there's a lot more skepticism for the African-American community because of that. And I feel like Rihanna's music has always been a little bit more pop, you know, and catered towards that audience. Yeah. So I feel like they will coexist in that world. I feel like, you know, Chris Brown is more black pop, black radio, with maybe a one song that'll go pop that That's way. And I feel like Rihanna is a, 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 obviously a black woman, but her music is more catered towards the pop lane. She was molded that way. You know, dance hall then leading into pop music. You know, Jay always wanted to mold her, want her to be more than just a Ponder Replay girl. Umbrella, obviously, I think is a song that kind of crossed all, all genres and playlists. It's one of my favorite songs. Of the but last I feel forever. like most yeah. of her material, and, you know, I think Jeezy, I think we like with Jeezy and all that stuff, with the stuff that she's doing, where it's a little bit more urban, a little bit more going that way. But I think at the heart of it, she's a different kind of artist. And I also think that also affects the audience's perspective of them. Well, I saw a lot of people on Twitter snapping on her accent. I think that's just real unfortunate. Yeah, I think it's an incident. I, I think, think if he beats up a Southern girl from the, you know, South or whatever, it's, it's, it's also impactful. And I think that, you know, there's that, there's that level of prejudice and racism, you know, within the African-American community. You know, I didn't really, I'm honest with you, babe. I'm, I, I'm, I'm insightful, aren't I, babe? I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> Racism between Jamaicans and black and African, you, you know, what, cotton, cotton boy and all that. Please, I hate all when that you stuff. say that like that. <laughs> you ever seen Sugar Hill? Break it down. Yes, I've seen Sugar Hill, babe. I've seen it. a fine cinematic opus right there. Nah, so. But I think that, I think the good thing about it is, like you said, I think that we needed Rihanna to speak no matter what we thought. And I think we're slowly getting tired of it. I think everyone's just kind of sick of it at a certain point. And we kind of are angry at the whole thing, and it, then it just eventually comes back down to the music. And I think that they both are in a great position to actually do still do well career-wise. I think that their records could both still do well. And I also think and that... And I want to say, too, for the record, that I don't think there's... I think that they're... I would not be surprised 
if they got back together? Nope, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Well, how many years would that take now? They got the, the legally. It could, it could be tomorrow. It could be yeah. two years from now. Yeah. Damn. All right, let's end it on that shit. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's what time we have. I don't think, I don't think it's okay. wise at all yeah. on her part. You know, I don't think it's wise on her part. I'm just saying. They'll have to find a bigger love the, well, than, no. each, than each other. No? I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's just common in situations of domestic violence for wow. people to get back together. But that's not, has that been done in music history? Because our biggest domestic abuse history is Ike Turner beat the shit out of Tina, and then finally Tina left and became a super-duper star, and Ike became a fucking bum. Yeah, but Tina, so what's our, Tina like, Tina was you know, a grown-ass woman when she did all that. No, no, she I know. 20. But it would be impressive. She see, stayed you know with why that I say no? off and on for years. You know why I say no? Because I think they both, like me and you, you know, like two, you got two, it's a superstar couple at the end of the day. You have two strong, career-minded people. And I think that they both have shown their inability to be comfortable with the scrutiny and everything that comes with that. All right. That's I'm, the thing. I'm not saying they will. Unless they find their I'm place saying, in it. I won't you know? be sitting there with my mouth open in surprise and shock if it happens. I, I hope, frankly, for Rihanna's sake, that it does not happen. I'm here's just where saying I, kinda, I won't be shocked. Here's where I kind of agree with you. I think that they will have a dinner again together, maybe make love again together, whatever the fuck. Like, I think there's unfinished business. Do you want me to get super cynical? I think it's because I can get super cynical. But I, can I? <laughs> and I can say that. Don't let make love. Make love. They can make love again. They can have dinner. <laughs> to be super cynical. They can canoodle. Should there be a point? Yes. Where one or both of their careers is falling off. That's how it works. Uh, See, that's where I was going. I Somebody's got to make a song together. To make Bobby a song together. I don't know why you're saying Bobby and Whitney. I'm saying to make a song to Bobby get, was hurt. If I could, but what I'm, I'm sorry, saying right. is yeah. I could see either them or the people around them saying, you guys should do a record together. It'll bring down the house. Oh, you're such a Bill Graham. And you <laughs> it's horrifying. Sold out cities. It's horrifying. I think that what we're all saying, though, is that it, it, it as the much as, is yeah, as much as we want closure on one end, it still obviously seems unfinished between both of them. I think I was just trying to be as insightful as you, babe, because you came with something so thorough. <laughs> <laughs> Does he like the little race thing, I right? did. I thought that was very insightful. You see it. That's what it is. Okay, here's a question. More than anything else, do you think Beans and Jay and Dave? Oh, Beans and Jay. Oh. This is from, uh, shout out to RL. <laughs> Too Shout bad we're out. out of time. <laughs> Shout out to RLF Nowhere. This is um, let's. This is uh, that person's question. More than anything else, do you think Beans and Jay and Dame screams more to the lack of emotional communication between black men as a whole? Wow. I knew you could get into that question, Mr. Wilson. Well, I think Jay Z does that. I think Jay Z from from building a better rapport with him through the years. I can't even say he's a friend of mine, but I communicate with him a lot, and I think that there's a certain point where he's very good at shutting down his feelings or removing himself from a situation, and he doesn't necessarily give you the emotional closure talk or the emotional, you know. Do you think that's a black male thing overall just to take? Yeah, he says it is because his father left him. I think it's very telling at a point he felt confident enough and, and secure enough to give his love fully to Beyonce and, Matt and put a ring on it, but, as she said at the award show. But I mean, does that it, was a that process. Overall, though, what I'm trying to get at is that overall, just with black men in general, do you think that it's it's hard for you guys to express your feelings between each other? I, well, it's, it's 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 in some ways the typical thing. Where obviously a lot of black men grow up without a father. So, what role models do we have to do that? You know, you have a lot of machismo. You have a lot of ideas of how sensitive you're allowed to be. You know, so those all those things play a factor. And Jay and Beanie did a they actually did a song together called Where Have You Been, where they both lamented the loss of, of their father being in their life and their upbringing. So you have two very passionate men who've had these experiences. I think somebody like Jay Z looks at a situation like that and says that, that I keep earning my keep. I keep making history. I'm going to keep making albums. I'm out on tour. I'm, I did a show with Bono and I flew all the way to New York to be part of this parade where. You know, B.D. Siegel or someone like that has talent, but the work ethic never matched, and he never was fully able to escape the street life. 
You know, he abused drugs. He caught cases. You know, he did things while he was still a famous Beanie Siegel rapper. I hate that phrase, by the way, caught cases. You hate that? What yeah. should I say? No, you don't have to say anything different. I, I just don't like be it. Be arrested for attempted murder? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That's while you're what, that's platinum selling, a gold you, selling you recording artist? It just makes it seem yeah. way less deep than no. it is. But it is it's way like deep. It's like when somebody says doing a bid. No, Beanie Siegel like was on trial for attempted murder. And it was a hung jury. Which is why I brought it up. Yeah, so it's like, you're dealing with real shit. Yeah, Jay-Z is not going to say, yeah, I vouch for everything B. Siegel does. Like, what could he do? It's like, at a certain point, homeboy's on his own. Like, you got to be able to remove yourself. So, you know, we all love Rockefeller. And the kids today, I mean, God, God damn, I was blessed to be part or, or old enough to be part of a lot of great things and moments in time and Danielle could tell you how great the bad boy era was. I could tell you how great the <laughs> Rockefeller oh, era was. That just what? Us. He's like, no, those eras aren't Danielle that far. No. <laughs> I didn't say you're breaking down Sugar Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle break down the Sugar Hill thing, Danielle and I'll explain your money. The first party that MC Hammer did. No, bad boy Rockefeller's in the same timeline, and, that, and Death Row, and all that shit. Like, so... These kids miss the idea of that and the powerful movement of that. And, and Beanie Siegel was an intricate part of that. Cash, this cash money? Huh? Cash no, money. No, but see, but baby carried on. Be, they thought it was over. Baby had the hot boys on it. They thought it was over. He rebuilt, he rebuilt a whole new thing. And he catches backlash for that. And it's the same thing with Jay. This business is tough, man. It's fucking sharks. It's hard to survive. Yes, it's family, but family falls apart like everything else at a certain point, even if you carry yourself that way. And all these guys at Rockefeller had to understand that once Jay and Dame officially parted ways, they're not in a great position. Like, nothing that ever happened is that you're on your own. Mommy and daddy got a divorce. You're on your own at the end of the day. So I think a lot of Beanie's pain and his anger is repressed. Misdirected. Misdirected. It came five years. This happened five years ago. He was in jail when it officially went down. So I feel like in a lot of ways he feels violated and confused and angry. Way after the fact. And I think it'll ball over and die. And die. I don't think Jay's going to respond. I hope he doesn't. And, you know, we all love Beanie. And, again, right now let's look at the big picture. And I said this kind of in the blackout or you played yourself or whatever, and I don't want to keep reiterating, but my whole thing is that Jay-Z's out there still earning his keep. Memphis Bleak's out there still in his keep. Memphis Bleak will take a couple G's to go out and be Jay's hype man and go on the road. That's one thing. But nothing's stopping Beanie Siegel from being a rap star other than Beanie Siegel. You know, Drake put out a mixtape. He made a record, best I ever had. His whole world changed. Did you? Beanie Siegel could make a record that brings him right back to the forefront of the conversation. Like, right now, Jay and Dame, none of the wrongdoings they did allegedly are holding you back. Whatever you want to do, you know, whether you want to be signed oh, to 50 yeah. Cent or whoever, if you make a record... It's going to change your fucking world. You, Focus on do that. Do you have a problem expressing your feelings, or do you not have a problem? <laughs> do you not have a problem I had a daddy that loved me. If I could just finish a sentence, yes. it would be nice. Yes. Or do you not have a problem because you have a close relationship with your father, Big L? I think that I benefit, and I'm blessed that I do have a relationship with my black father, my African-American father, any kind of father that my father, you know. I mean, do I talk to my dad every day? Like, how many times? You can probably count on one hand. The times you've heard me on the phone with my father since we've been together, right? That's not true. You talk to your dad often enough. I don't talk to him a lot. I mean, I love my father, but anyhow, my point is, for the formative years, I mean, my father, lot, lot, but my father wanted to be a baseball player. He wanted me to be a baseball player. Early part of my life, I lived his dream. It got to a certain point where I didn't want to do that, but we've always been close. And or the fact that my parents are still together, I'm blessed in that way too. So obviously, that's a good influence at the end of the day, and a great influence. And you know, at, there's a value system there. I just want to say I respect that. marriage. My parents are still married. It's tough I'm at just times. saying, it's not like your dad is known for Love my father-in-law, dude. Yes. He's really my... But we, have a lot, <laughs> we have a lot of disagreements about See, baseball. Yeah, they had an right? argument about baseball that it's, it's, it's soured the relationship. <laughs> it didn't sour. It's sour. But, but it's just... We, it's just this we don't talk incident. about baseball no they more. They had this, this disagreement about baseball that, like, is a lingering thing. I'm just saying, your dad's not the, the most person that's just always sharing his feelings. <laughs> no, he, but he's never been that way. So then and he why? was a lot meaner back in the day. Because you lead by example. You walk like your dad. Your dad cares about you. He cares about your grades. He takes you to baseball practice. He's involved with what your life is. He's guiding you. He's there for you. He's supporting you. He's in ways that aren't even definable, showing you how to be a man. 
niggas, the niggas around. You want to get real ghetto? It's simple as that. The niggas around or the niggas not around. And if he's not in the house, he's at the bar, and I know where he's at, and call the bar and tell dad to come home or go over here and find your father. It's always been an attractive blah, blah, part blah. of your family. That he that goes to the local bar where he's like there, that, you that know he's there. Really call him <laughs> at the bar. And I did stunt call the bar once. Just bring him to the phone in Queens. No, it really happens that way. Yeah. Elliot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Only black man like in an Irish bar, like one or two black guys consistently. So, yeah. Shout out to El- plus his same damn name as me. What am I gonna do? Elliot Jesse Wilson Sr. I'm Elliot Jesse Wilson Jr. What are you gonna Shout do? Shout out to your dad. What is but it? I love Beanie. I love Jay. I love Rockefeller. It's, it'll be fine. Everybody just wants beef. No, there's not gonna be a fucking Jay Z Beanie Siegel battle. I hope not. But you know, we'll see what happens. So it's awkward. It's like I guess on. we're about to. to you want Beanie to stay out of jail and keep his life together and don't be up under Fifty Cent. That's where he played himself. It's like. So you're going to lament that you couldn't be up making money and being up under somebody oh, else. At a certain point, you want to be your own man. Or you should try to be your own man and find your place in that. So you ask these questions, and then you look at me I like. I asked this from Twitter. I'm just, I'm just like, yeah. I'm saying, but you read the question for me, and then you look at me like, oh, I'm exhausted with this topic, please. No, it's just that I would rather keep it from <laughs> being about the specifics of Jay Beanie and just the idea of. Emotions in general. But I touched on that. What am I missing? No, you did. I'm just, you know. But I got to go back to the rap because that's the beat. I'm, you know, I'm more engulfed in the beat of that. And I got to, you know, kids want to know what I think of it. And I'm the Jay-Z cheerleader, so I got to touch it all that. (laughs) I see the air quotes. I'm getting that Jay. Remember when I was an Interscope dick blower? Now I'm a Jay-Z fucking pom-pom cheerleader. Before I used to be sucking Jimmy Iovino off and everything was Eminem, 50 Cent, blah, blah. Now I'm Jigga's bitch, right? That's my new tag. Somebody's going to take this part of the podcast by itself. Fuck you. Whoever thinks that. play it all over. Elliot, stop now. Fuck you. What did we say? What did we say? What did we say? I had Tourette's. It just came out. Really? I can't. I can't. But you brought it up. The Twitter brought it up. Uh, is that it? Are we done? No, we're oh, not done. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, as you well know. <laughs> what's going on in your life? Can you tell people what's going on with you? Give I'm, them a I'm hint a, to I'm, your future? No, I'm just a housewife. I'm so happy. Will you stop lying about this? <laughs> Seriously, it laughs. Sam wants laughing. me to go get my PhD and start teaching again. So I feel like maybe that's an option. I'm just, I'm just chilling. You know, Dave didn't keep an iron in the fire, but you know, I'm just housewife in there right now and not mad about it. You know, we're supposed to get this apartment renovated and. What's up with that? We and we got men, like, outside on. of our situation, there's just other repairs going on in the building. As you can see, Sam, if you look behind, my blinds are down because I got men pounding on shit outside my window. I can't walk around the house in my drawers. Like, seriously? You're not really known for walking around the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, I went up to um, Essence yesterday to be a part of this. Tribute video. Okay. Um, tribute for, can you tell us? Yeah, for Dana Owens, for those who know who Dana is. <laughs> is that Queen Latifah? <laughs> yes. Dana and, um, Your girl Dana? Well, one shout out to Emil. It was great to see Emil. And uh, who's head of uh, the EW? Um, Essence, uh, Essence Online Digital. Emil yes. Wilbekin went to it? Yeah, shout he out. He has like a real journalism degree too, right? He has a master's uh, yeah. in journalism yeah. from Columbia. Yeah, yes, you he know, does. and he has a master's in journalism. I might have. Yeah, That's so cool. it was great to be... Um, up there, but what was really great was to just really honestly talk about Latifah a little bit, honestly. Because <laughs> who doesn't have fun doing that? No, seriously. I guess. <laughs> you ready? What did you say about Latifah? I'm not giving. They should have, but they know didn't. That. Wait a minute. Where's so my trying volume? To queue up? Uh-oh. Where's got the volume? You. Elvis, really, Elliot? What's going on? Do you want me to plug it in? Did it die? Oh, you hear it there? You hear it? No, that's not there it. Go. That's not it. What are you queuing up? I'm queuing up my favorite Latifah song. Don't that say no it. One don't knows. say it. Don't say it. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Did we play this yet? Latifah? Okay, Sam. What do you think is Danielle's favorite Queen Latifah record? <laughs> what do you think of most people's favorite Queen Latifah records, people? You and I, T.Y. Ladies, Ladies first. Rap for my madness. Princess of the Posse. Instead. This is called Latifah's Had It Up To Here. 
from the second album. I think Tretch wrote it, and she raps like Tretch on it. So it's actually a hot record, but who else knows about this? I thought this was a hit. You hear the Tretch? You hear the Tretch? You hear it, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can kind of hear Tretch all up in there. Right? <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And, and, and it, I love the song. You know what I say? And it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Who got the mots? That's a special issue. Who's going to get to the chorus, though? The chorus is incredible. I really do. You know, it's so old school. She said I'm allergic to whack crews. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that is old school. Here we go. Such a naughty record. I want to hear the demo with Tretch doing it. Here she goes. The reggae. Oh. <laughs> Rosie First, it's just a who raps about standing for positivity, knowledge, and grace. It sounds like it's this is error. it's another <laughs> error. It's a lost error, right there. It's a lost error. I'm not even saying that people should be rapping about that. I'm just saying that. The yoke. Latifah's had it up to here. Here we go, Queen. Give it to him, Queen. You told these people this is your joint? They asked me what my favorite song was. And you said, they thought you were going to say you and I-T-Y, right? Yes. I mean, they did, but they did. They know what you were talking about? The girl that was interviewing me was a a younger young lady. No, she did not know the song. (laughs) (laughs) She was dope. Shout out to her. No, I mean, I didn't want to start, you know, reciting lyrics. They already think I'm mad hip-hop up at Essence, so I don't want to go too crazy. There we go. Oh, that's another thing. I always think they're saying, here we go, queen, and it's give it to him, queen. Give it to him, queen. Queen, L-A-T-I-F-A-H, in command. You know, my whole thing is I always feel like if I like a song, <laughs> Everybody. Then, it, then it had to have been a hit. But that's not always the case. So this, this is a minor hit, but it's overshadowed well, yeah, by. Because I wasn't even living this in New is the York. The second when this came album. Out, right? The second album. The other song that was the coming to my house, the the hip house. She like she did the hip house yeah. shit. There's a song in there that was bigger than the hip house thing. Wait, but in a lot of ways, the second album was a was a failure. It was sophomore James. What was this? What year was this? Oh please, I look at look it up. Man. Only reason I'm thinking maybe I knew it because that's when they when Latifah and Safari Sisters was on tour with Digital PE. Probably. And yeah, I heard it. I think I think I heard it a lot maybe on that tour. Probably. I think that might be why I um, know that song. Why that shit doing? But you have no connection to the what Sam me referred to like the real hip hop era, the 45 King era, the first album she did. Rap for my madness. What was on the first album? Rap for my madness. Uh, Princess of the Posse. Yeah, I wasn't about all that. I was still. I think I was still in Oakland. Yeah, all hail the queen was eighty nine, and then this dance. This is uh, ninety one. Yeah, so that was that tour. I think that yeah, tour. Yeah, that's why was, you know it. I think that tour was ninety. That had coming to my. No, no, no. That tour was ninety, so it couldn't have been that I got it on the tour because that tour. Yeah, but somebody can do a new song. Wait a minute. Ninety two. Yeah, it had to be 90 or 91. So September yeah. 91, this came out. It might have been that I heard it on that tour. Okay, this was, okay. After yeah, this. this was a bomb. Latifah's happy here. Enough of the rough stuff. One more time. Give me your love. Love that again. Sounds like Bad a lot of mother. Oh, Fly Girl. That was the first single. Oh, that I didn't, didn't like that work. Song. Fly Girl was the first single. Didn't work. And I think this came out second, and this was a minor hit. But it's a good record, though. What but it is, it's so like, It's like a slow down stretch kind of flow, right? Yeah, stretch on top. But then two years later, two years later, it's Black Rain. Lee single was you and I, T-Y. Uh-huh. And it's amazing to me, Sam, how that's such a classic to people. Like, that's like the, it's huge. I always but I was from the era, that's when I first started writing my hip-hop. And we all, the critics back then, clowned this Black Rain album. Because we, we, we wanted the 45 King wow. shit. We was like, Latif is doing this commercial bullshit. 45 King was blah, having blah, blah, his blah, own blah. issues at that time, I imagine. Yeah, of course. But this was like, 
U N I T Y and just another day. That shit living in the hood. Just another day. That's big too. Those two records are huge. Is it me or and does like Latifah track- like to spell things out in her rhymes? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with that? She just really likes to get her spell on. <laughs> Gotta go through the chorus one more time. Latifah's had it up to here. Give it to him, Queen. Latifah. Latifah. T-I-F-A-H-A-Command. That's not her, though. Is that, that sounds like Moni doing that. Who's doing that? No, that's that? batching uh, vocals from the first album. It's a song from the first album. Which song? Queen, L-A-T-A-J-A-Command. The Princess of Posse, I think. Maybe, yeah. So let me ask you a question to go out on. We keep saying Raph. Since we listen to Raph of My Madness. I'm not really trying to go to that. get my Latifah scholar on. That's not really. <laughs> you just did a thing where you had to be a Latifah scholar. No, I was, I was more talking about. The emotional, the well, emotive. Just, yeah, just her, what she means and all this and the other. And also, she's had a Plus long and incredible. Cool. Yes, we are. She yeah. had a, she's had a long and incredible career outside of rap. So Very true. Um, Very true. But the thing that I'm asking you is, was Latifah a good MC? Yeah, well, to the purest, yeah, the first album, yeah, definitely. She's always been respected. But. You know, she only did a couple albums, like, her other career took off, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, after the UNITY album, she didn't put on that album for, like, five years. Yeah. So she, she became more of an icon outside of the whatnot. music. Yeah. Again, I guess, takes it back to our how 50 Cent uh, discussion with Puffy. We are living single. In the 90s kind of girl. I'm glad I got my girl. Put your head up. What? Put your head up. Okay, stop. What time we got, Sam? We out of here? What's time up? to go, probably. Yes. All right. I have to get, wrap up Sam's At least we're back, lemon uh, pound cake. It's lemon chocolate chip. So I can't get a piece pound of the cake? cake? Yes, I made two yeah. loaves. Yeah. So that- <laughs> Shout out to Cypher Sound. <laughs> He'll appreciate that. Cake. Boom. We're back, babe. We're next back. Week, next week, we're going to do it again? Taking this on a case-by-case decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right, baby.